forward to uh, today's conversation, to be honest, Wesley. So, uh, obviously, automation and AI has taken the, taken the market by storm lately. And I think um, the biggest thing which we've mentioned in previous webinars is um, Copilot and, and Microsoft automation. And a lot of businesses out there, I'm, I'm I'm sure you'd agree. They, you know, they they look at Microsoft automation and go, ah, oh, you know, we don't know about it. We don't have it in place. But little do they know, with the Microsoft packages they've got, they've already got access to a level of of automation, um, and and functionality within that space itself. They just don't know how mm. to use it, which is which is quite interesting. Hopefully, we had to give somebody uh, some people some insights today. But um, yeah, specifically, I mean. Um, Automation lately, I mean, I think it's it's the biggest thing for any organization, you know, to, to stop them kind of repetitive, mundane, manual tasks, which uh, are constantly, you know, have it, mm. having to be carried out day by day. Um, I've seen some companies that we obviously work, that we work with, um, when we've implemented that automation, they've saved hours in a week, you know, not just minutes here and there. They've literally saved hours of, of repeating the same tasks over and over again. So... Uh, but no, looking forward to uh, to kickstarting. So, and um, for those who's just uh, joined us, uh, welcome to today, today's uh, call, guys. Uh, really good to see you here again. Um, we're just going to wait a few more minutes uh, for additional attendees to come in, and then we'll kickstart the show for you guys. So, uh, but uh, hope you're having a great Wednesday so far. But um, no, specifically, Wesley, is there anything that um, that you wanted to touch on today? Just while we're having a bit of a catch up now, as uh, you know. Yeah, I think, here and there. I think um, look, I think this webinar is definitely going to be focused on what's coming um, because I think um, on the horizon, we have a very big sort of game changing functionality that I think is coming to office that, like you said, um, everyone that just has their office package is going to have access to Copilot and Copilot's really going to be that great integration between what we've seen from AI and ChatGBT and building it into into these apps directly and i think there's a lot of power and functionality and time saving that's going to come from come from that for sure obviously it's on the horizon it's not out yet so a lot of what we're going to speak about is definitely going to be um theory and hypothesizing about how it can save our save us time but definitely a lot of it is is coming for sure so it's gonna be fun to talk about no, understandable. The, um, I'm I'm really excited to be honest with you. You know, I've seen in the last ten years of my career in, in IT, I've seen businesses transform massively when it comes to automating processes internally, and it's it being improved even more by stuff like Microsoft Copilot. You know, um, and and certain other elements. Um, I think one of the things I wanted to hit on is is the how easy it is to implement or, or should I say how easy it is to operate, you know, from a, from an end user perspective, because Wesley, we're not all as, as privileged as yourself to know software language, you know, and, and how to, how to develop software. Um, so could it be something that a business like ourselves, you know, that, uh, sorry, an end user like ourselves, somebody who has a little bit of technology, but not truly developers, is it something that we could just run with, for example? So look, I think AI in general is something that you can, that any, anyone can run with. I think there's a very low barrier to entry when it comes to using something like ChatGPT itself. I mean, it's intuitive to speak to it. It's a natural language model, right? You just type in the prompt and it interprets exactly what you say, like it was a human that you're speaking to. So from from that perspective and what we've seen with something like ChatGPT, and I think ChatGPT is the best sort of thing to compare Copilot coming up with, um, yeah, it's going to be very low barrier to entry. It's going to be like having uh, an assistant there doing the the editing of the document for you or the analyzing of the Excel spreadsheet for you. It's going to be just like that. 
so it's potentially a lot of cost reductions for companies as well who want to reduce the number of staff they have so uh, but um, guys what we'll do we'll, we'll just give it say 30 more seconds for a couple of additional attendees to join um, and then we'll we'll kick start for you guys so uh, I do see in the uh, in the attendees is a few people I uh, I'm aware of so um, Verna uh, Bradley welcome um, all of you guys there really good to see you today so thank you ever so much for joining but um, no, to be honest, Wes, I mean, it's, a, it's a space that I want to invest a lot more time in in the future myself. Um, I, I really want to implement a lot more automation um, in, in the new business department, you know, to, to kind of stop that repetitive um, task being carried over and over again. I know we're looking at um, a lot of automation internally at the moment, and we've took a massive step forward in that regard. And I'm really keen to see how much further we can get with aid from something like Microsoft Copilot, obviously mm. being users of the, of the 365 space ourselves. So, uh, but um, I think we, we're at two minutes past, so we'll, uh, we'll maybe start the, uh, the webinar now, guys. But um, again, thank you ever, ever so much for, uh, for your attendance this morning. Um, for those who've attended previously, welcome back. Really good to see you as always. Um, as I mentioned, Werner, uh, Bradley, I, I recognize you guys in the crowd there. So thank you ever so much for joining today. It's really good to see you. And you'll all have opportunities at the end of this, uh, this conversation to ask any questions based on what has been discussed. So today's show is all about Microsoft 365 automation, driving business productivity with artificial intelligence. And again, we have a, a guest which we're welcoming back to the seat, uh, which is our own internal software developer, head of development, should I say. Um, not picking you up enough here, Wesley. Um, but we have Wesley on the call with us today. Um, Wesley's obviously our head of development internally. He's been doing a lot of automation in-house for our organization and also in aid of our clients as well. So I thought there's no better person to get on this call with me today, other than the man himself who deals with automation for our organization. Um, so Wesley, over to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Really appreciate it. Oh, lovely to be back. Um, yeah, guys, talking about Microsoft um, automation, I think we're going to focus heavily on Copilot today, which is a all AI functionality that's coming up very shortly. Um, I think it's Let's just start from the beginning because obviously we've seen ChatGPT come out and we've seen how people have sort of reached into that bubble to improve their workflows, both improve business functionality and um, just creative workflows all across the board. Um, it's definitely had a big impact. And I think um, very reminiscent of when the internet first started, we've seen businesses sort of dip their toes and try and sort of repurpose their functionality to to fit into this new space so with after internet was after the internet came up and we saw a big rise in the internet we saw businesses reach into e-commerce for instance changing their businesses over to e-commerce business um and i think microsoft has seen the potential um there were big players behind the scenes initially so when OpenAI first was looking for venture capital i think microsoft invested like one billion dollars into it um, with its initial, I think this was in 2019. So Microsoft's definitely been a, been a player behind the scenes with OpenAI. I think along with Elon Musk, there's a lot of big players sort of building up this company and building up this AI language model um, behind the scenes that a lot of people probably weren't even aware of the impact it was going to have. Um, and then recently, the beginning of this year, Microsoft invested another $10 billion into OpenAI, furthering um, extending its its partnership with them. And I think now, obviously, we've seen Microsoft's serious sort of attitude that it's having towards using AI within its its products. And now that they've released Copilot, it's very easy to see what their vision was all those years back. Um, 
I mean, we can jump right into it, Jamie. I don't know if you have uh, any comments no, on no, that. No. To be honest, I mean, I was, I was just going to say with the with the Microsoft space, I mean, we've been working with it for a number of years now. And obviously with um, Power Automate and Power Business Intelligence, there's been a level of AI embedded within those kind of uh, platforms, which allows you to develop softwares uh, through power apps or develop a, you know, a, a new business process using low code, no code and, and command prompts, very, very much similar to OpenAI and ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it's it's not surprising that Microsoft are heavily investing in this space. At the end of the day, they are market leaders. And in order to retain as market leaders, you need to keep investing in the organization. And I think that's that's what they do tremendously well. And they, they will keep doing that moving forward. But no, by all means, let's, let's jump straight into it because there's a lot mm-hmm. of um, elements of Copilot that we could uh, dive into, um, and obviously I'm, I'm, I'll leave you lead the conversation, my friend. Knowing uh, be, being the specialist of the, of the chat today, so yeah, of course. I mean, we can jump right into into Outlook, for example. I think um, everyone uses Outlook, everyone knows how Outlook works. But what if we could just have a, a Chat GPT or an assistant right there to you know vet our drafts before we send them? Um, I think. Outlook already has a very strong sort of um, grammar detection and um, spell checking detection, but I mean, nothing really beats what we've seen ChatGPT being able to do, you know, interpreting what you're saying and giving you, personalizing it based on who you're speaking to. It can read the, it can read the previous conversations and know what maybe tone of this conversation is and give you hints on that. I mean, we've got the, the functionality of ChatGPT to maybe ask Ask it, make it sound more professional, make it sound more casual. Um, without even having to really think about typing up the document, you can ask it to make amendments to the document, like mention that there's going to be a lunch at this event, and then it'll just update the document to mention that in the draft, for instance. So, I mean, building building ChatGPT into, into something like Outlook is going to have a lot of that really useful functionality that we've seen, but we've had to, you know, go to ChatGPT, copy, paste into our, into our email currently. So and it's going to be very fun. On, on that point there, um, I think obviously we, we've experienced this where um, obviously you guys in South Africa, I sometimes go into ChatGPT and ask it to translate a quick pitch or whatever it is into Afrikaans. And, and I've sent it over to you guys and you've gone, oh, I've, how have you learned Afrikaans? It's like, well, I haven't. My friend ChatGPT has learned it for me. So um, to have an effective translator as well, I suppose that kind of uh, enables business to move in, move into a, um, uh, a multi-country market. You know, they, they could easily branch into France, Dubai, you know, in, in, into the, the Japanese markets, wherever they want to do business, because effectively they've got ChatGPT, which can market for them in whichever language is, is available or what it's supposed mm. to wear off uh, currently. So. No, 100%. I mean, it's also, obviously, we don't have access to Copilot yet. Um, it's a very limited sort of distribution that it's that some Microsoft partners have and some don't. But what we've seen from what's been shown that there's going to be sort of a sidebar to the app now that's going to be sort of your Copilot assistant. Um, and the, in there, you'll be able to ask it specific questions related to, for instance, if it's Outlook, you'll be able to ask it to determine which of your emails that came today have the most priority, which one should I look at, you know? Um, and then you'll also have the Copilot built into the draft that you're writing. So you'll be able to type in there, hey, Copilot, please help me write a response to this person that's asking for a sales pitch on a product, for instance, that kind of thing. Um, so there's multiple aspects to it, um, and it's going to be really interesting to see. I know I'm going to play around with it a lot, asking it to summarize my emails and read through this last 20, 
plus email chain conversation and summarize it for me. I'm really, really excited to see um, how that sort of improves my business flow as well. I mean, might not trust it initially, but after we've used it for a couple of times and we we see how reliable it is, it's going to be really fun to to see how much time it saves us. 100%. I suppose it's um, similar, very similar to obviously ChatGPT, where um, me first going onto that platform really didn't know what to ask it, you know, and I had to play around with different prompts and, and re- really know how to work that language model to get the results that I was I, I wanted. Um, but I think with a bit of practice, like anybody, you know, they can learn to use that language model. And eventually, if it's, would you say it's built the same as ChatGPT, where it's going to be learning um, as it as it progresses? Um, you know, very. I know ChatGPT was cut off in 2021, I think it was. But um, has it has? Will it have the ability to keep learning and improving as an artificial intelligence model um, as it's further integrated into more businesses in the future? If that makes sense. No, fully. Um, from my perspective, I think it's not going to have access to the. No, it's going to be very similar to the, um, the access that Bing's um, AI. It's not called Copilot. I don't. Know, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. But the Bing AI is similarly that has access to internet. I think Copilot is going to have a similar access to the internet. Yes. Perfect. So, so yeah, we- it'll it'll constantly learn and it'll constantly um, it'll be able to have relevant internet information and feed that back into whatever prompts you're asking. Based on that point, Wesley, would it would it naturally be able to learn your specific organisation as it's as it works with you further as your AI assistant? Just thinking about the the possibilities in the future of it truly becoming a, I suppose, an electronic member of staff within your organisation. You know, will it know how to respond to an email after responding three months consistently to the same query? Would it know automatically how to then just go leave this with me? I have the response. I will populate and send. Mm. obviously with approval do you reckon it would have that sort of power i know we're theorizing here quite quite dramatically but um but yeah obviously the power of ai is is exceptional at the moment and i'm Mm. excited and also a little bit scared about where it can end up in the future more excited but obviously there is a little bit the uh, the scare there as well so um, i think there's i think there's two points probably to your question there jamie does it it'll definitely be able to personalize the response in your email based on what it sees in the email chain i think it'll use that as its sort of determining factor to learn and to learn or understand what the tone of the conversation is and who it's speaking to as well and what the members of the conversation are it'll be able to understand based on that um it's not going to have any information uh, or it's not going to interpret any information outside i think of that email chain but it does also play into the second factor which is it has access to whatever documents you have access to in your office so for instance if you have financial information or some stats you'll be able to ask it to pull from the specific document and based on that right do a write-up do a summary then draft an email response to some product information that's in another document that kind of thing Awesome. Just um, one one final point on that as well. Um, with obviously the AI being directly connected to your Microsoft 365 space and your tendency, I'm, I'm gathering it's also connected to your, um, if you use as your Active Directory, it's also connected to that. So we could also help you with internal processes and, and permissions, so to speak. Mm. Obviously, you know, p- keeping people locked out the, the files and folders they shouldn't be in, allowing the ones who have access to be in there. You know, mm. giving you that streamlined control, really, but using AI as that kind of control. Control panel, if that makes sense. Mm, um, sure. This was your Active Directory. 
I don't think Copilot's coming to Azure, um, at least in the beginning. I don't see why they wouldn't in the future, for sure, because that's a very complicated thing for people to understand. And if you had an AI assistant in there, it would be absolutely amazing. Um, but it's definitely fun because, I mean, we can jump into Excel as well. So obviously, um, everyone here uses Excel. I think from my perspective, when I think about how people will initially use Copilot, I think Excel will provide or using it within Excel will provide the biggest time saver. I think Excel sort of is um, an application that all functions of a business and all departments of a business spend mo most of their time dealing with. And it'll be interesting because we've seen from what Microsoft has demoed that Copilot's able to analyze data sets and sort of mention key trends that it finds in there or that it picks up. And it's also able to drill down into that because you can ask you can ask it follow-up questions based on what it summarizes from the document. Um, and I think we've all also had to probably figure out how to create graphs in Excel. I know I've spent countless hours trying to figure out how to turn a data set into a nice little pretty graph for, for me to show my boss or whatever it might be. So like sales and financials, some KPIs, for instance, we've all had to visualize that for like ourselves or someone else. So it's going to be really interesting to play around with chat with um, Copilot and ask it um, based on a prompt, we just ask it, analyze the quarter's sales results and show me in a graph or um, break down the sales by sales type and sales channel, for instance. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how efficient it is at that. And I mean, also asking a follow-up questions on, on that as well. Maybe it summarizes it into a table with percentages based on the quarter. And you just ask it, like, highlight the decline, highlight why there was a decline in growth, where, what, this, what channel or what um, sector of business contributed to declining growth, and then, you know, maybe highlight specific tabs of that table. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But the, at the end of the day, it's just going to be like having someone, some sales assistant or some uh, business analyst assistant just doing that, doing that job for them. There is, um, I know there's obviously limited functionality out there at the moment available through Microsoft for that exact purpose. So um, Power BI, um, you can you can visualize uh, any data set that it, it has access to, obviously, um, and you can put it into whatever graphs. And I know that they use a uh, low-code, no-code um, mm. kind of command prompt there as well. So exactly like you said, Wesley, you can say to the command prompt, um, what, how much profit has I, have I earned off the existing client base over the last 12 months? And it can give you a visual data set of that so i'm guessing copilot is going to be a, a combination of power bi power automate power app that's going to be essentially controlled by that language model that allows you to seamlessly and easily ask it questions and get the results without having to deep dive and spend hours upon hours you know physically going through a data set or excel spreadsheet and populating mm. a, a table graph so for, for any of those out there who are business analysts or your, your tasks are based around reporting on kpis monthly Copilot probably the one for you guys. So, uh, but no, it's, it's um, Excel. To be honest, Wesley, Excel is something that I use, you know, day in day out. I'm not the biggest fan of Excel because I'm not the the most fluent with its um, internal prompts and and kind of um, you know calculations that it does. Mm -hmm. I do need a bit of assistance there. So for Copilot to be built into Excel, that would be a big win feature for me personally. You know, and I think for any sales guy out there looking at uh, at looking into the drilling down into their monthly and weekly figures that's that's something that obviously would save a mass amount of time mm. yeah and i mean it's interesting when you were talking about power bi and um 
are automating those kinds of apps, Jamie. It seems like Microsoft has been on this drive for the past decade to sort of minimize the amount of work it takes someone to get to the information that they want to see. And with AI, it looks like they've finally sort of hit the minimum that that's required from the end user to, to get the, the data or see the data in the way that they want to see it. So it's very exciting. Microsoft is obviously very confident in this um, as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see what comes of it. Um, I'm sure you're going to get those masters out there that have um, that write courses on how to correctly prompt co-pilot. So it'll be very interesting to see what, what comes from, from the future. Well, Wesley, I'd like to see you being one of those gentlemen who put a few instructions out there for the lovely guests we have on the call today. So um, be sure to check in with us in the future. I'll make sure I give Wesley the task of generating some instructions for you guys. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, a, that's another fun one because there's going to be a new sort of um, job type that or job role that comes, which is just going to be the prompt master for AI, for instance. So that's going to be a fun one as well. There's going to be these was, these AI experts, definitely. I, I was going to say it's probably going to create a new market for uh, for professionals. You know, the ones who spend hours and hours on on ChatGPT and knows how to you know really bend that language model to do things that it should and maybe even shouldn't do. Um, mm. Which obviously we've all seen there as well. So, but um, but no, to be honest, I'm I'm excited as you. You know, just knowing that it builds into the all of these applications. Um, the the one of the questions I have is is how for somebody who their main role so administrator you know their their main role is data sets it is working on on emails and so it, how much time can can actually be saved wesley you know because we've all been in that administrator role or we all have a level of admin that we need to carry out in our role you know a lot of people say to me we want to invest in ai but is it worth the money you know is it what can it actually truly do for us mm. because a lot, of the, a lot of the time I say to them, well, look, it can save you a minute on this task. It can save you two minutes on the other task. But what they don't realize is that repeating that task two or three times a day over the course of a week and four weeks and a month and 12 months and a year, essentially, mm. you when you tally all that time up, they can be losing a lot of money in, in lost productivity and downtime, you know, just from from repeating the same mundane tasks. And mm. um, other, other applications, Wesley, what, what sort of other applications can it build into and, and, and what sort of time can it save somebody in that kind of application? administrator role yeah i mean jamie um just to jump back a little bit you're saying it saves it can save you one minute there or two minutes there maybe it saves you one minute the one minute there or two minutes there because you've you are probably already a really efficient at doing that specific job or analyzing that kind of data but for someone that hasn't done it before it probably saves them hours you know so it's about it's also about who's using it and for what because you will still have those experts in your company that have spent years learning how to do Excel. That's fine. They'll probably be, they'll probably be, a little bit as good as. Obviously, AI will be able to create the tables for you quicker. But um, for the person that isn't experienced in Excel, I mean, this is game changing. This is saving you hours of having to figure out how to generate those those functions that do those calculations, those really advanced calculations and reference to other tabs in Excel and all that kind of stuff. I mean, not everyone has time to to do that. If you're an owner of a company, you don't have time to to analyze or, or make sure that a, a specific data set is showing you what you want to see. You can just ask Copilot to do it for you. I mean, it just saves you that it saves you that time. 
to be honest, I mean, another time saving element there as well is that person training that new starter in office applications, because essentially that AI is the trainer is telling you what you need to do and it can take care of the rest for you, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that's another fun one as well, because it's not just like you tell Copilot what to do and it does it. You can also ask it what it did and it'll explain it to you. And it'll say, yes, I pulled this data set from here and I did this calculation on that and I got the total this way. Um, it, it's just like uh, it's just like talking to someone. It, it really is. That's um, it's unbelievable, to be honest with you. And uh, no, I, I um I really looking forward to seeing what Copilot can bring. Um, the um, what, what other things are on, on your agenda in terms of theory, though, Wesley? Because I know, obviously, you've been we've been talking a lot about Copilot and obviously the release and, and sort, mm. of, sort of things that we would like to see it doing in the future. But what 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 do you envisage coming on the horizon in the future? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to jump ahead. I, I was going to talk about Word and PowerPoint, but I just, I want to jump to Teams quickly because I think Teams is the one that is going to be the most interesting for me to see or the one that I'm most excited for because I think I personally struggle with note taking and sort of transcribing meetings and making sure that I, I've got, I understood what everyone said throughout maybe like an hour long meeting, right? It's long, but Copilot in Teams is going to be able to do that note taking for you. Right. It's going to be able to you're going to be able to ask it maybe during a meeting or even after a meeting. Can you summarize um, what each speaker said? What was the general like tone of the meeting? If you were describing a product or trying to sell a product, you'll be able to ask ChatGPT what what it thought the outcome of the meeting was. Um, actionable points. It'll be able to, you know, determine what the next actionable points that were discussed in the meeting. I think. Um, Teams integration with Copilot is going to be a really, really fun one. Quite a question on that as well with um, Copilot integrating directly into Teams and people having um, voice now through Teams as well. So Teams telephony, would it be able to transcribe and record telephone calls and be that kind of assistant um, making notes on, on telephone calls? I'm sure if you if yeah, I'm sure if you're using Teams through some third party software for sure. Yeah, it's going to it'll integrate the exact same way. Uh, that could be a game changer also as well because i mean thinking of the um the, the money people spend on recording software for phone systems if you're using teams telephony having ai there already transcribe that and potentially record it and save that within um, a sharepoint folder for example mm. you know that that could potentially save a lot of money when it comes to other third-party applications being bolted on to that phone system in mm. order to record um so again it's kind of it's hitting on that legislation of of calls need to be recorded for so long and backed up etc so it it can Mm. do all that for you in the background as well yeah another thing that i guess we haven't also spoken about as well with regards to copilot is it's it's integration between applications so we're talking about copilot let's say you it's your teams meeting is completed or or finished you'll be able to ask copilot there'll be a little sidebar in teams and you ask it please email a summary of this conversation to and then you just say who it is to me and you jamie just email us and it'll, it'll do that it'll summarize it and it'll create the, the email and it'll send the email off um all office apps are going to be able to integrate that way i mean you will be able to um ask it to let's go be wild with this but ask it to create a powerpoint um that's discuss the key talking points of this meeting i mean that one's pretty vague but it would be very interesting to see what it does right because it can because it's integrated into powerpoint and it can create powerpoint applications for you as well 
I think we need to, um, when Copilot is released for, for general use, I think we need to jump into a call, Wesley, and really have a good play about with the uh, the power behind the AI itself. Um, mm. Just a little, a few things that we've spoken about today, you know, this, um, there's, I'm sure, a lot more power behind the tool itself. But, um, you know, just the little things we've spoken about can save hours in, in a person's working week, um, mm. which I think everybody here would love to see, you know, what could you be doing with that time that you save by using AI carrying out these these repetitive mundane, mundane tasks? tasks um so wesley i mean i think we're we're coming 25 past 10 now so i'd like to say we'll hit the q a session um for, for mm. our guests if, if we can uh, we have a message come from um chris so chris has asked uh, will copilot be a free add-on um I, i'm guessing to the microsoft package that you already uh, you already have so any any insights to that wesley um yeah from what i understand um it's it's free is, it, is there a specific package that you would have to be on? Because I know, for example, Microsoft, they, they tier their packages. You've got Business Basics, Standard, Premium, E1, E3, etc. Would, mm. would you have to be on a certain level to have access to Copilot? Or do you think they'll stagger it saying that you get this access with Standard, this access with Basic and, and Premium and so on? So I know they're, from, they're quite guilty of that in the past with their packages. So. <laughs> I'd have to look into that, to be honest, Jamie. But from my understanding, it's going to be a, it's just going to be an update to their, to their current application suite. So if you have, um, if you have an Office um, subscription, it's built into all those apps and all those apps integrate into all those apps will have Copilot and Copilot will talk to all the other apps. Awesome. So we'll just literally wake up one morning after a PC update one night and it'll be readily available. There'll be a little pop-up saying that Copilot is now active, I'm guessing. So, mm. Well, we hope, we hope it's that smooth. Obviously, there are bugs, mistakes do happen. Microsoft, is, Microsoft isn't perfect, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> We've witnessed that. Hey, if, my, if Microsoft was perfect, Wes, we wouldn't be in the job. So, uh, yeah. but uh, we we have another question. So, Werner, my friend, how are you? Um, well, thank you ever so much for your question. So, Werner has asked: um, Is there any news on a release date for Copilot as of yet? Um, so, it was announced in March. Um, I know that there's. Um, it's still. I would say it's still in beta testing with no official release date yet. Um, just as of May, it was it was announced that there's like 600 partners that have like lim that have been given access to trial it. Um, I assume those are very big players. That's probably companies like Amazon and 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 on that scale have access to it. No, there is no release date yet, but um, they were pushing for this year. That's all I know. Perfect. I'm just looking online as well now, guys, just to uh, further that question. It's a release to only 600 customers uh, willing mm. to pay for early access back in May. So very much still in the beta testing stage. Um, I'm sure, obviously, once they've ironed out as many bugs as they can, um, it will be released to the general market and obviously for us to use as well. Mm. Um, I'd like to see it personally being released sooner rather than later because I know it saved me a lot of time in, in, the, in the tasks that I carry out daily. Um, that is it for the questions at the moment. Any more questions, guys? Um, I see a Google work, Workspace or Office 365, which offers better automation functionality. I don't actually know the function, the functionality of Google Workspace. Do you, Jamie? So Google Workspace is um, over the last couple of years, they've took a massive step forward um, because the the previous kind of G Suite that they offered um, wasn't living up to expectation when it was comparing it to Microsoft 365. But what I've seen in the last say 12 to 24 months they've made made a massive jump forward in terms of the google workspace the evolution from g suite to that kind of new system um and it is 
from what I've heard from people who use it, is is now becoming a, a neck-on-neck rival with Microsoft 365. Whether they're Automation and AI is going to be as good. I'm, I, to be honest with you, I haven't looked into um, Google's investment in that space as of yet. Um, keen to actually see that, though, Wesley. I mean, I think that's something we should uh, look into in the future. So, yeah, uh, I mean, th- that's a very interesting topic as well because obviously Google didn't invest in OpenAI when it was um, looking for funding, right? So Google's sort of parallel to OpenAI. They've done their own research and got their own language model. They're not using OpenAI's model at all. So they, they're they a different player in the space completely. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do. I know Google released Google Bard, but I don't think that integrates with Google Workspace in any way. It's its own separate sort of um, co-pilot to the internet and not really a workspace, fun, um, workspace AI. I'm wondering whether they, um, I'm wondering whether they may, um, may build that in you know, mm. similar to what Microsoft has. You know, you, obviously Microsoft has, has looked at ChatGPT. They've used it. They've gone right. Here's a chunk of cash. We want to invest. We want be, want to become game changers. Mm. And I'm sure Google, looking at what Microsoft are doing, are not going to be far behind that. Um, no, so I would sure. be keen to see if Bard is integrated with the Google Workspace. And it would also be interesting. Maybe we could do this in a future webinar. Is looking at the Google versus Microsoft, both in terms of the workspace itself mm. and the AI integration in that. Mm. So, um, but no, it's, um, I do think um, it is, it is massive to be honest with you. Oh, we have a question come through from James. James has asked, um, any thoughts on Bard and how do all these AIs compare? A very good question. Um, my quick thought on that before I hand over to Wesley to answer is the early days of Bard and ChatGPT um, and all the other AI language models being released out there for the kind of beta testing. Um, the comparison was was vastly different. So ChatGPT had more legislation, it had more um, restrictions and in terms of what you could ask. I believe there's a story out there on Bard where Bard actually went rather bad, let's say that, and started talking about the extension of the human race. So how it compares at the at the starting phase was widely different, but I do think as time progresses, this um, the gap between their functionality is being narrowed more and more. Um, Wesley, any, any additional kind of points to that? Um, yeah, I think from my perspective, yes, like you said, Jamie, Bard's first few days weren't the greatest. Um, I know it's improved since then for sure, and I, and I have tried it out. That versus Bing's, um, Bing's AI as well. I think I do prefer Bing's AI. I think it's just more concise about what the responses that it gives. Um, but what we've what I've noticed is it's it's nothing nothing really compares to ChatGPT's ability to be creative with its with its with with its responses. I feel like you can ask it more, and you can mold it into a specific kind of response more. Um, Bing and Bard are more just like it helps you Google search, basically. And it does a very good job at that. It's going to give you better results, I find, doing that than just Googling something in the search bar because it, it, does, the, it does the digging into the websites for you, which is very helpful. Perfect. I suppose um, with the AI there as well, um, 
because at the moment you type something in, you know, for example, looking at IT support, let's just, let's just say that um, the search results are based on SEO, you know, mm. um, which I think with AI, if you were to ask AI specifically, I'm looking at IT support within the central London area that can deliver 24 hour service. It wouldn't matter whether someone's paid for, you know, very high SEO mm. results uh, where they're going to be top of the page because that AI model is going to go, okay, whether you are top of the search results, you don't offer 24 hour service and you're not based in central London. So it's going to go to the, the next relevant option for you. So its results would then maybe change. It wouldn't matter in terms of SEO so much. Mm. That's as far as I'm looking into it. Would you say that's right? or I would say that's right. Obviously, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, I assume Google and Microsoft and Microsoft probably still have a lot of um, probably rely still quite a lot on on seo just to make sure that the the right advertisers are being advertised to the right people so there's probably a play something like that's in play but no i think um and also it gives you sources as well as well like i know bing's bing's ai it 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 sources the the websites for you and it just it tells you where it's sourced what information from it's very useful just to help me find websites that are relevant to the topic that i that i googled i think it's really helpful Good to hear. Good to hear. So we're um, we are coming up to the end of the webinar. I do see there's uh, James is typing another question. So we'll we'll wait a few seconds for James. Um, I have also seen Kunjal. Uh, welcome to the webinar. Um, I've seen you pop in. So th thank you for joining today, Kunjal. Good to see you. Um, Kunjal, I will ask if you've now you've joined. If you have any questions, because you are a very technical gentleman, based on our conversations. If you have any questions to put my colleague Wesley on the spot, you're more than welcome to ask that. So <laughs> thank you, Jamie. Hey, that's okay, Wesley. You know me. I like to put uh, put people on. The spot there so but um but no to be honest the um the next couple of months i think we're going to see even further expansion into uh the ai space um oh hang on a second uh, james has put a question um the new google search bar i like it also could it ever be monetized in by companies oh yeah definitely well i think um correct me if i'm wrong but Bing has a token system, so you can you have to buy tokens for cert for for asking your questions, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that has been a, a bit of a conversation as well with regards to how these AI AI models are going to work. I think monetized why monetization wise. I think the main one is just if you ask it a question, you you have to buy a certain number of tokens, and each time you ask a question, it takes a token. That that's probably something that they're going to want to implement. I think I, you are right there. I have just seen um, Google Bard and Bing Chat have a token limit of two k. Um, yeah. Chat GPT three and uh, GPT three and Chat GPT support four k tokens, and GPT four comes with a default limit of eight thousand. So yeah. um, and I know and I know Chat GPTs. ChatGPT is also um, they also monetize it with regards to API access. So I know a lot of people have been trying to use these um, ChatGPT in their third-party applications, and in order to integrate it with it, you have to pay. There's those kinds of things that are gonna that that are in play as well. So yeah. I think it would make sense for anybody to monetize this, you know, rather than giving it a um, unlimited amount of responses because you can go absolutely wild with it. With it, then, you know, mm. I think these companies, in order to progress the way they're looking to move forward in in the AI space, they need some form of investment, and they're not just going to keep getting free investments from these organisations, you know. Mm. So I think they would have to monetize it in some form in the future. 
So, mm. uh, but um, but I think we've uh, we've reached the end of uh, today's show, guys. Um, I will thank everybody again for attending. Um, we do have another webinar coming up next month. The next webinar is on the Internet of Things, uh, the must-haves for your business cybersecurity, um, and that commences on the twenty-sixth of July, uh, Wednesday at ten a.m. Um, but I'd love to see you, all you guys there again. Um, and if you do have any friends or colleagues which you feel would benefit from attending one of these webinars, please do definitely invite them. Uh, we try and keep these fun, interactive, and as natural as we as we potentially can. Um, so we try and keep these natural conversations flowing. Um, but I, I will say a special thank you to Wesley today for joining us on the call again. Um, Wesley, your knowledge in, in the kind of software development realm, the artificial intelligence, I think we need to spend some more time together. You need to pass out some of that knowledge to me. Um, absolutely amazing what you've been speaking about and um, thank you ever so much for for joining us on the, on the webinar today and i'm sure guys we'll see wesley again in the future so uh thank you so much jamie really appreciate it love to come on you and have a chat with you very much appreciate it not a problem at all, Wesley. Thank you for joining. And uh, thank you, everybody. Um, if you would like a conversation afterwards, I'll post my email address in the uh, chat now. You're more than welcome to pop me an email across or indeed give me a call on the main line and just request for myself. Um, but really good seeing you all again today and I look forward to seeing you next month. But thank you ever so much. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. Cheers, guys.